Kyle, thanks so much for doing this uh, this morning. It doesn't matter whatever we take calls about the Leafs, whenever we talk about the Leafs, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I can guarantee you somebody's going to call up, as was the case this morning. Somebody's going to call up and say, you know, they just got to go ahead and say that Bernier's the guy and, and, and get this over with. From a management point of view, does it matter who is the acknowledged number one or number two or 1A or 1B? From my perspective, uh, Jeff, no, uh, not really. I think we're, we're in a situation where both goalies have shown uh, through stretches of their career uh, that, that they're certainly capable and have the potential of being uh, number one goaltenders. Um, you know, that said, uh, relative to the usual aging uh, graph of a goalie, they're, they're both relatively young and uh, still got a lot of uh, room to see how it all plays out. But it, it's like with anything, if we could have, if, if, if in any line of work, if you could have two very good employees or, or two very good starting pitchers uh, at the front of your rotation. And I think that's a good problem when people are debating the merits of both being a number one rather than if you have one at all. Kyle Dubas joins us on the Jeff Blair Show. He is, of course, the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Dubas is his Twitter handle. Uh, we asked a question in the first hour uh, about Jake Gardner. And, and look, I think we can all sit down and, and analyze the strengths of Jake Gardner's game. We can also sit down and poke some holes in his game. But, I mean, Kyle, from, from a management point of view, from a coach's point of view, from somebody who really gets down and studies this thing, how much, you know, how much balance do you guys allow when you sit and look at a guy like Jake Gardner? You know there's a defensive liability there, but you know that in terms of possession and in terms of just flat-out speed and frankly god-given offensive skills that there's the pluses are probably going to going to outweigh the minuses on most nights right and i, I think with jake he seems to be a, a lightning rod and, and someone that the people like to always analyze more deeply every one of his mistakes um but you know he's a, he's still you know he's just 24 years old uh, he's still learning still growing he's got tremendous potential and and it's not potential that uh, that's just pulled out of midair and I think you alluded to it Jeff everybody could see how great his potential is and, and I think step by step and and you know as this process goes on it's just uh, you know it's up to us and, and up to Jake to, to make sure that he maximizes uh, that potential and I think right now we don't necessarily have the greatest ability to, to hide mistakes that happen on the ice and, and we have to live with them as we grow uh, as a team. And it's really, and we talked about this a little bit in the first hour, it's awfully hard, isn't it, to hide. If you've got a forward, maybe you can move him up and down a line. Maybe you can you know, cut down his ice time dramatically. But it's pretty hard when you've got a defenseman that you're, you, you're relying on as much as Jake Gardner. It's pretty hard to hide that guy, isn't it? It is, and, and I think with the with the defensemen, uh, you know, they're they're defending the rush every you know every time they're they're on the ice by and large, uh, you know, throughout the game, many opportunities to defend that, and then a lot of opportunities to go back and get the puck under pressure, and you know, in in Jake's case and in all of our defensemen's case, it's those exact moments give you know give fans and and media and even ourselves and management and on the coaching staff. You know, it's always a, a new evaluation every time they go back there and do it. And and when the game is on, you're so immersed in in the game itself. And when you take a step back and and uh, analyze it, take a look at the the bigger picture, 
you realize that you know the player is is not as bad as his worst moment, and he's not as he's not as great as his greatest moment, and it's mm. just trying to find that answer in the middle. Do we make too much of the Carlisle Gardner relationship? We being the media, and in some case fans. Although I'm going to hang this one on myself and other members of the media, frankly. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I haven't really seen a since I've been here, Jeff. A lot of the uh, a, a lot of that, uh, even in the media uh, about it. I know Jake was scratched early in the year, and, and it has since come back, uh, you know, fairly strong. And you know, I, I haven't really seen certainly, you know, off the ice any any sense of issue there. Uh, whatsoever, and I really haven't, you know, read too much about it other than, you know, the brief time there, at the beginning of the year, the the New York game and the Colorado mm-hmm. game where where Jake was out. So um, I think it's it's to be expected. There's there's a, a large appetite for for the Leafs in Toronto, and and I think every everything that comes up, every potential issue or every potential cure to the issue uh, is going to be talked about and expounded on at at uh, length in the media. But that's because the fans want to read about it and hear about it. So uh, I don't I don't think there's there's uh, too much made of of what you guys deem is is important to talk about. Kyle Dubas is the assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He joins us. On the Jeff Blair Show, what surprised you the most about this team now that you've you've been around them uh, for a while and you've had a chance to kind of you know dig into the entrails a little bit, if you want to call it that, of the organization? What surprised you about this team? Oh, I would uh, I, I would say it's it's for me it's been as a as a, my first year working with the Leafs and and in in this league it's been a a major uh, learning curve, but but it, that's been that's been a fun part of it is. Getting to work with uh, with people like Dave Nonis, Brendan Shanahan, Brandon Pridham, Reed Mitchell in our office, and now with Mark Hunter and and you know those those people all have tremendous experiences that uh, for me that that are important for me to learn from, and that that's been that's been outstanding. I think just the ability to to learn every day and, and grow every day has been terrific. And as for the team itself, I think you know certainly the. I would say probably the most surprising thing is, is by far, I think just how every game in the NHL, I mean, no matter who you're playing against or what the level of competition, if you don't, if you don't come extremely prepared and, and uh, willing to play the, the exact way that your team needs to play to have success, you're going to have, you're going to have some games like last night where we, you know, we didn't execute and right from the minute we got that power play in the first period, uh, we kind of, well, we we just flatlined in terms mm-hmm. of generating any sort of offense and and they uh, they sort of pulled away and we we made it close at the end when when they were kind of sitting back protecting their league but their their lead but th- those that to me has been the uh, it's it's not overly surprising but it's just it's been so much clearer now being involved in it how important that is night by night you, you don't have the ability to to come in and play average and and have success Kyle Dubas joins us on the Jeff Blair show as far as this front office goes, you have a lot of new people in there, a lot of new roles. Have ha, ha, has that pretty much sorted itself out now? Got, Mark was kind of the latest addition, but Kyle, are guys kind of comfortable in their own roles now? And do they they kind of understand where their areas of responsibility are? Or like some front offices, Kyle, is there a little bit of uh, you know, is it a little sort of fluid? In other words, you don't have an issue with somebody helping you out in, some, in in an area that might be part of your bailiwick. Someone else may not have an issue with you making a suggestion in their area. 
Uh, I think it's certainly, you know, I, I think especially now that, that Mark has come on, um, the the roles that were that we're all in there are very clear. But you know, at the same time, Jeff, it's it, we're all. In, in I say we're all Dave, Dave and Brendan. You know, they they guide the ship, but myself, Mark, Brandon, Prim, Reed, Mitchell, uh, and and then you know Dave Morrison on the amateur side of, of the scouting staff, uh, Steve Casper and Jimmy Hughes. We all we all bounce everything off of one another, and, and there's a lot of communication. Try to help each other out. Try to get each other's takes on on what we're what we're working on. So it's it's been a very enjoyable uh, place to work. I've I've never worked in a in a uh, operation that had as many people uh, working in it. So it's been it's been interesting uh, for me, and and uh, you know I've had to adapt the way that to operate, whether it was in Sault Ste. Marie or or elsewhere. Um, but that it's been it's been exciting to be able to work with such uh, such quality people and and that that have such great experience uh, in the game. What are you seeing, Kyle? And uh, I'm not going to I'm not tapping into your expertise as the analytics guy here. I'm asking more in a general in a general frame. But what are you seeing from this team on the road and at home that ex- that that would explain why this club is so capable? of playing so well on the road. I mean, even last night, you rallied. You lost the game 3-2, but there was some pressure at the end of the game. It could have very easily been tied. Uh, what do you see as being the difference between the Leafs at home and, and, and the Leafs when they're away from home? Uh, I think that's uh, just the way that it's worked out through the first uh, 12 games now. Jeff, I think we've we've had some we've had some certainly some poor performances at home though you know the game against Pittsburgh and Detroit and Boston were all uh, were all stinkers I guess any anyone could say and uh, there wouldn't be much argument from us about that uh, you know and we've gone on the road and and uh, you know we've, we've gotten fortunate uh, at, at times on the road with um, you know just our, our shooting percentage and those New York games was uh, was terrific for us um, but then you know we've we've also shown I think last week at home uh, against against uh, Buffalo and in the first uh, two periods there against Chicago before we got into protecting the lead in the second of a back to back that we are capable of playing that same way at home and I think it's as the schedule balances out and as as more games get added to the uh, to the ledger I think you'll you'll see that that the way that we play will be be similar in both I think it provided some good fodder and, and commentary. Uh, when we were not playing well at home and we were playing well on the road, but I think especially last week there when we played to our potential at home, the fans were were excellent, particularly on Saturday night against Chicago. And that's all that's all the fans. We need to give them something to cheer about. We can't just expect them to be loud and be active. And, and I know a lot gets made of that, but you saw Saturday night what what the building was capable of, and and uh, last week at home what our team was capable of there. So. Hopeful, hopeful that uh, we'll just continue that trend on uh, when we return on Saturday. Kyle, do you guys have some sort of internal award for the guy who finds the key that unlocks Nazem Kadri? Because I think we all agree that uh, th- there are flashes where he, he can, uh, you know, he plays bigger than he is at times. There are flashes where he can take over the game. And sometimes you put him with a line, it seems to work for a couple of games, then it doesn't work. Is, is, is there something... Is there something you guys think you're on the verge of finding out about him that can unlock the key to that potential? I, I just think it's it's time, Jeff. I mean, he's you just need to continue to to use time and and have uh, Nazem continue to to grow and develop. He's 
He's only uh, 23 or 24, just turning 24, uh, or just turned 24 in October. And, uh, you know, there's still lots of time for, for him. And he's, you know, I think through the early part of the season, in, in terms of, of playing on offense and, and driving the play forward, he's been, uh, he's been one of our best players. And, mm-hmm. and the puck just wasn't going in for, for him or Joffrey Lupel uh, and whoever else was, was on the line with them. But they're kind of a very consistent pair. And, you know, you saw last week they, they, they started to put up more points when, when he was put with, uh, with Daniel Winnick and Phil. And, uh, you know, with, with Naz, he was, he was doing all of the, uh, the right things, I thought, and, and playing very solid hockey and continues to do so. And I, I know that the, the points haven't been there, but looking more at the, the process and, and what's happening when he's on the ice, I, I think he's, he's a lot uh, closer to reaching his potential that, than people uh, people may may think or see, and he's still like any young centerman playing the type of minutes that he does. He's still uh, it's still going to be nights where it's a challenge, but uh, he's if you look at it in, in segments and kind of roll it through, he's he continues to get better, and and certainly uh, we just need to continue to be patient and continue to make sure that we're working with him to to develop and not just expect that he's going to on his own figure out what his uh, how to reach his potential. 